What is up everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm Jay Lag and this episode is recapping and rounding up AHS 1984 season 9 episode 6 and it's called episode 100. This week I am joined by a special guest who is stepping in for NB this week. He's a lover of television, watches basically everything that I do and it's not just because he's my man and I force him to. Robbie, welcome to the podcast. Yo, yo, yo. And don't forget to stay tuned to get our recap roundups, our MVPs, our LVPs, our best in WTF moments, and our best lines, so make sure you guys are sticking around for that. We also have a contest going on right now. If you leave a review for us at Recap Rewind on iTunes, you're going to enter into a contest to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket. And all you need to do to enter is just rate and comment on our podcast on our iTunes page, and you'll be entered to the draw contest ends december 11th and then we'll draw and then somebody wins so do it and as always to our continued listeners and our brand new ones thank you for joining us don't forget to like comment and subscribe to the channel let's get into the episode so robbie what did you think i liked it i thought it was a good episode i think after last week i really needed a nice Solid something different. Something different. I mean, I you know, I listened to what you guys said last week and a lot of it I agreed with, some of it I didn't. But overall, the general consensus that like what's going on, I'm glad that this episode kind of brought a few things together and at least set what the pace of the rest of the season's gonna be. For sure. Well, rest of the season, the next what? How many episodes? Four or three episodes left. (laughs) Exactly. there's There's nothing much left. I totally agree. This episode obviously is a completely, uh, complete divergent from the entire season so far. We get like a few flash forwards. One goes from like to 1985. One goes all the way to 1989. So it's like a few uh, steps forward. And um, yeah, I liked it. I think that it takes us out of Camp Redwood. So anybody who's like not a big fan of what they were doing there is going to be completely different in terms of the vibe of this episode. So I'm interested to see how the rest of the season is going to go. I know. And they bounce back and forth between the years. And for me, it was like at one point I was trying to remember what year we were in. Yeah. But it's it's fine. Like I, I was able to keep up. But at one point I'm like, is this 85? Is it 89? Like it was a little yeah, yeah, hard yeah. to follow. For sure. And then as well, like also when you see the old campers – walk up right i was like oh yeah then it's kind of like a throwback to the 70s so i was like where are we and what is going on i mean i know that ahs always plays with time they're always like it's happening here it's happening then is it cyclical like there's all these different things that they like to play with and i and i like that i really do like that they do that i think that this episode i needed it it was just like at one point i was like Damn, can we just have a little square in the corner of the screen that says the year? At this all is times? what the year is. Yeah, I know, I agree. Um, so just to sum it up before we get into our roundups, um, a lot happens. It's a lot of setup for, I guess, the next big episode, which is probably gonna be the big Halloween episode. It's next week. It's Halloween in real life. And I know that AHS usually pulls out all the stops for how the Halloween episode. So it sounds like that's what they're ramping up for this episode. Um so the first thing that we should talk about is um, Jingles and Ramirez both left the camp. They drove away holding hands, kind of like Thelma and Louis style last episode, yep. which was kind of cute. And then this episode, it kind of continues on to the 1985 situation where, um, as I mentioned last podcast, 
this was really truly the height of Ramirez's murders um, was that particular year in L.A. So um, it looks like they're just fo- focusing more on him going around killing people. But obviously Jingles, who's a fictional character, is kind of following him around. And Jingles doesn't like that shit. He don't like it. They didn't even make it a year. Like I said, what do I always say? The hardest years in a relationship is the one, three, five, seven. Yeah. And they didn't even make it a year. Couldn't Jingles was like, I'm over this. You are totally not my steez. And I, yeah. and even goes as far as to say, I don't like your music. That's your problem Ooh, with this relationship. Of burn. all things going on, you're like, and I don't like your music. The burn. The burn is real. So he ends up ditching Ramirez uh, by kind of pointing a finger at him at like a stop somewhere. And because Ramirez is already in the newspapers, a whole mob of people just find him and then he gets captured. He goes to jail. Um, So he spends the rest of the episode in jail. This is like the 1989 part of it. Um, But back in uh, at the camp in 1989, everybody be killing each other. Like everybody's just killing people. So the ghosts who've stayed there, Montana and Xavier specifically, are kind of hunting the people who decide to wander in and find this camp and just take pictures. So it starts off with a guy who's just taking pictures around the camp, which is now all graffitied up. There's like signs everywhere. It's all boarded up. And uh, Montana kind of like seduces him and then kills this random photographer guy that was with his girlfriend. And I think that there's an unspoken jealousy that no one's addressing What's with this, <laughs> which is that Montana and Xavier, the two characters that I feel are like attention hungry and want to be stars. Right. I'm pretty sure on the cabin it said Brooke's name. I'm Ooh, just going to put that out yeah, there. And I'm pretty sure Margaret's like the token survivor. Brooke's the token villain. I don't see anyone saying Montana. Xavier or Montana's <laughs> names. That's a good point. Yeah, I never thought about like a jealous ghost coming in and being like, yo, where's my glow up? She's half naked <laughs> stabbing people and she's not even the poster girl. Like... That's, That's true. a sexy villain to have. <laughs> it's true. And nobody knows her name. Yeah. Um, so uh, it also shows Margaret's story quickly. And she's now like moved on from the camp. She's like successful. She's like hashtag goals. Yeah. Like legit. She <laughs> basically got a real estate like mogul business going on. She's snatching up all these properties from old murders and murder situations and then turning them into essentially like theme parks so people can like relive them. So that's her vibe and that's how she got rich. But the gag is also she is married to Trevor. Daddy D is back. Daddy D. I was very excited about that. Why? Because I feel like they lured me in with, <laughs> with Daddy D's package, <laughs> yeah, and they basically got rid of him before he even whipped it out. Like, come on. Agreed. Dirk Diggler did it. He could have done it, too. I'm waiting for my D shot, and it's not happening. <laughs> I know. We did get a little sexy moment where he angry fucks her, but <laughs> But, like, that... did he, though? Coke dick? <laughs> did he? Did he really? I don't know. I've never done She coke. looked like she was faking it. <laughs> She's like, oh, this feels great. Um, yeah, so they're together. They obviously hate each other because he knows that he she tried to kill him. She's He didn't pretend. There's a little flashback where it shows him in the hospital, and he's like, yo, I know that you killed me or tried to kill me. And um, they just strike this deal, essentially, where he's like, I'll keep my mouth shut if you 
like take care of me and become my sugar mama. So that's what happens. Well, I think what happened was he was like, I'm blackmailing you. And she was like, no, no, I'm, I'm blackmailing you. you. Yeah. And I'm not sure what he thought being laid up in a hospital bed, how much power he thought he was <laughs> going to have. But here's a word to the wise for anyone out there. If you're going to blackmail someone, don't be laid up in a hospital bed and have them standing over you. True just story. Put, just putting it out there. Good point. Um, so... Let's go back to Brooke because you mentioned her earlier. She is on the chopping block, literally. She is, she is up for elimination. She's <laughs> she lip synced for her life as many times as she could and got denied and got denied multiple times. She she's tried Angela. She she's Angela. She yeah. So she's about to like get the cut and um, uh. So that's now in the newspapers. It's cycling. It's gonna happen soon. And you later find out that Ramirez is also kind of on executioner's row as well. And he sees her and he's like, yo, girl, remember me? We be friends. And like, do you, I wish I could have killed you earlier. That would have saved a lot of trouble. So he kind of comes back into her life. And then she's still like, "Ugh, get away from me, you fuck boy. You know, she's, she's just over it. And she maintains her innocence. She's like, there's no evidence that I can show you. But I didn't do it, though, you know? But, you know, obviously, Margaret probably, you know, turned it against her as well. Right. She was probably the key witness in her murder, too. Brooke has been through it. Okay, she literally literally had a shoot up at the altar, moved (laughs) to then become friends with someone who wants her dead. Right. To then almost get killed multiple times to end up as the villain when she did nothing but survive wrong yeah i love the fact that they did that because i think that it's a completely different twist on the quote-unquote like final girl storyline that you always get in a horror movie where the final girl is always the one that gets away and you're rooting for her and she's the one that everybody's watching she would be like the jamie lee curtis in this scenario however her sad story is the fact that she gets pinned and pegged for all of the murders that happened at the camp. So they did twist it around a little bit. And I did like the fact that they, you know, turned her and made her the one that's going to die. And I was like, she can't die here, though. That's not fair. And she doesn't, which we know. But um, what did you think of how they twisted that around? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I'm like full disclosure. I could watch her do anything like I. Oh, yeah. I just love her. Like, I think she's great. You're a big, like, Emma I'm a big Robertson. Emma Roberts fan. But also when she's bad, I like when she's bad. Like, she's either being a great actress or she's being horrible. But either way, I'm down to watch, which tells me she obviously has that star quality. Yeah, for sure. So, like, yeah, I liked it. I mean, I was a little, like, they're not just going to offer right now, are they? Like, ooh. They, but yeah. I, I like it. I'm, I'm down. I'm down to see which. Now, now it's all going to be based on what she does next. That's what I want to see. For sure. I, I want to see her become that killer now. And I'm like, I'm down for her to be the one that like ends all of this. But we'll see. Because like I said, I've been saying it from episode one. She's been touched by God. Like she got so lucky so many times with Richard Ramirez's character um, killing, trying to kill her like three or four times. She gets out of that net like a couple episodes ago. Like she literally skirts death so many times that seeing her skirt death once again in this episode, I was like, damn, this girl is just like is like she's got a fucking horseshoe up her ass. And the thing he said as well, Richard was like, he sees something in you when he was referring to like the devil. And for me, like, what do I always say? Like, you know, your greatest strength, your greatest weakness. I'm like, the good in her, I think, is also her ability to be bad. Yeah. And I think that 
like is she's got to be at her breaking point like i just i want to see what happens i want to see her snap i'd be down for that um so back to the camp um like i said xavier and montana are like giving no fucks they're killing everybody and because of this um not only is ray like yo what the hell are you guys doing he's randomly in this in this episode as well but um because they're killing people and he's like i'm over it i'm not covering up your bodies um margaret now finds out that there's killings happening because they report that the bodies are there and um she finds out in the newspaper so now she has to like do damage control um before we go back to her storyline jingles is like living his best life in alaska what did you think of that whole storyline he's got a wife and a kid i think it's you know you're your typical story of serial killer meets prostitute and decides to relocate in Alaska. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the story yeah. we've all deserved. I think it's the story we've been waiting on. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it was cute little baby Jingles, who I'm sure is going to grow <laughs> up to be in a future season of AHS. So in that sense, I feel like, yeah, I thought it was, you know, I mean, I don't know about his makeover, so to speak, yeah. but sure. I mean, he looked a lot better than he did as Jingles. He yeah. got contact lenses. I mean, he did, a, he did a lot. Moved to Alaska, had a kid, married a prostitute. Good for him. Like, he, he worked it. So he's trying to live his best life. Obviously, that comes to a halt at the very end of the episode. But before we get to that, so Margaret now realizing that there is damage control that she has to deal with at Camp Bradwood she decides to throw like a huge like Halloween bash where she's going to have like a concert and invite people in to sleep in the camps and we already know it's setting it up for next episode being like a huge crazy bloodbath um, but she does like a press conference and some of the other ghosts come out so Chet we see Chet who's clearly like filled with vengeance he's like I want to kill her right now but Montana's like chill relax we're going to get our like we're going to get them all once this this party happens um so cutting back to what happens at the jail with ramirez and brooke um ramirez once again uses his like devilish satanic powers to try to get him out because he also finds out about this concert from his random girlfriend that he has outside um and she tells him about the concert and he's like yo i want to like go to that concert billy idol's gonna be there like i'm down um, and so he puts a little star down on his, uh, cell with made out of blood and he just prays and hopes that, you know, Satan's going to hear his prayers. And do we know who his girlfriend is? I don't think so. I don't think she's relevant. She's probably just like a girl that used to pen pal him or something like, I, I was know. like, she rolled up like, oh, it's her. And I'm like, I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know. Her I yet. don't know her. And she's all like, bae. I'm like, when did this happen? Yeah. He's been a little preoccupied. He's also cray cray. So I'm not sure what's happening there. I also was a little like, how long have you been sitting there? And you didn't realize you could just be like, daddy devil, let me out. Right. Like it was, I was a little like, that's Skirt. a good, yeah, I was that's like, a good um, I'm pretty sure you knew you had this power, but anyways, we'll get to that later when we do our roundups. Okay. So uh, at the very end, Brooke is about to get executed and she was walking down the aisle or whatever aisle. She's walking down like the row. She gets to the room. She sees the, you know, two-way mirror and she's like, I know you're there, Margaret. I fucking hate you. Um, I didn't do anything wrong and I hope you rot in hell for watching me die, basically. So she 
lays on the thing. She doesn't get electrocuted. She gets lethal injection. And so while that's happening, Ramirez is also conjuring Satan and he's figuring it out. But the thing that I wanted to ask you is she never says yes. Because Ramirez like calls on her a few times. He's like, yo, just like say the word and like I'll help you out of the situation. And all the way to the very end, she maintains her innocence and she maintains her, I guess, goodness, if you want to look at it that way. While she like flicks him off as she's walking down um, at the very end. But she still gets out. So... She dies. Technically, Margaret leaves. She's like sick. She's dead. I'm going to move on. I'm going to open this camp and like whatever. It's going to be fine. But at the very end, um, we get a scene of her being rolled away and someone kind of uncovering her. And then she gasps for air and she's alive. So two things. Number one, do you think that Satan's involved? Or two, do you think that Donna Chambers who is the one that is the reveal at the very end of the episode was the one that like gave her fake drugs or did something that made her feel like she was dying and everybody else thought she was dying. Or what do you think the situation is? See, I I was living when this happened. Like I wanted to get up and start snapping at the TV because I was like, yes, reveal, (laughs) spin, bitch, spin. No, but here's my thing. First of all, they went on this whole tangent about him explaining in depth right. what happens when you get the injection. Yes. To me, the way they set it up, she was going to request anything but the injection. So okay. that kind of confused me because I was like, he basically just told you it's hell on earth. Right. And you chose it anyways. Right. But I don't know if they were doing it to be like... He explained it knowing that she would choose it. If he was like, I would choose anything but this. And then she was like, well, I'm going to choose that. Right, right. I for sure think Dee Dee swapped out the drugs. Because let's be honest, I realize now Dee Dee doesn't want to study psychology. Dee Dee wants to study stabbing Brooke with needles and putting her out. This is literally the second. They've seen each other, what, three times in the show and two times she's done stuck her with a needle. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's true. I think she swapped out the drugs for sure. I think she swapped out the drugs. She put her out and then she brought her back. I don't think it has anything to do with her soul. I could be wrong. Yeah. We're going to see what happens. But when Dee Dee revealed herself, I was like, yes. Or Donna, sorry. She doesn't Donna, go Dee-Dee. by Dee Dee by everybody. <laughs> but I was like, yes. But no, I think Brooke is still alive. I definitely think Brooke is still alive. No, she is alive. She, she. No, no, no. But I'm saying I don't think it's her soul that was resurrected by God, the devil. God, I God, think God, she's God. mortal. I think she just got put to sleep so Dee Dee could get her out of there and then brought her back. Nice. I'm into it. I'm actually down for that theory versus him having anything to do with it. So he's getting out. He's gone. She's now like awake and probably going to head to the camp as well. With her girl, Donna. Also, remember, he took off to Alaska. See? Which we think. So my thing is, is I don't think he turned into a puff of smoke and then was like, I'm going to go revive Brooke. Then I'm going to head to Alaska. I'm going to, like, kill the poor prostitute trying to rebuild her life. Yeah. Like, so to me, I feel like it had nothing to do with him. I feel like he resurrected and bounced. Like, bye, Brooke. You want to die? Bye. Okay, okay. And then Dee Dee was like, oh, hell no. Like, that's my thing. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. So going back to that final scene with Jingles, um, so is it the devil that kills him, kills his wife, or is it Ramirez? 
Well, I'm using them interchangeably. Ramirez is true. the devil to me. Like true, true, I, true. I just, you know, the incarnation of Incarnate, the devil. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he got all the way to Alaska, but I mean, you know, I don't know how that- he got resurrected. I think those <laughs> details you're just supposed to let it slide. That's a good so, point. I was gonna be like, how did he get to Alaska so quickly? Not but how did right. he get through a drain pipe into a guy taking a dump? Like I think that's the bigger <laughs> question. But then the fact he was able to yeah. do that, that still took some time. Yeah. So how did he then get to Alaska? And why was he driving a car the whole time anyway? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can't. We can't go that far but yeah so he ends up killing his prostitute wife or ex-prostitute wife and doesn't kill the baby but leaves a note that says uh satan will always have his vengeance and then it's a picture of camp redwood's concert that's happening like i said that baby will be back in a couple seasons guaranteed i would i wouldn't be surprised we got baby michael back for apocalypse so i can definitely true, see that happening true, true. um and that is Really, the episode. So everybody's heading back to Camp Redwood. Like I said, this was so different from, I mean, obviously different because it took us out of the camp. But I do love, I love a sequel. I love a motherfucking sequel. I do too. And I'm sure one of your listeners will be able to properly reference this. But the whole episode felt like, you know, when a bunch of superheroes retire and yeah. they move on with their lives. Yeah. And then something happens and they all have to grab their clothes and head back. Like, here we like, go. It felt like one of those episodes. Like someone put the bat symbol up and yeah. everyone's like, but I left that life. But I must go back. But I now. must go back. That The whole episode felt like that for it's me. It's totally that for sure. Um so that is the episode. So, But before we get into our recap roundups, the only one and only, like I said, I did enjoy this episode. It was pretty fun to watch. I loved seeing the different scenarios and the different scenes that we got. The one thing I will say is this episode was called episode 100. 100. 100. And they, outside of the promo that we got last episode, there was nothing 100 about it. Like in terms of referring to, referencing, and I maybe I'm asking for too much, but what did you think of the fact that they literally excluded the fact that it was the 100th episode of the entire series? Like that's insane. I think that they kind of like, I feel like they were probably pissed. Because they're an episode away from the Halloween episode. Yeah, which like, American <laughs> horror story. Like, it literally would have been epic to have your 100th episode land on Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like they were like, oh. I don't think they could have referenced the 100th episode in any way in the episode. Yeah. If they did and there's some Easter egg that we all missed, like, please see, let us know. I would have lived for that, but I didn't see anything. Even if they brought other, like... There was a girlfriend. There was that woman that Ramirez was with. They could have just like put, you know, Sarah Paulson in the corner, like, like just brought people in just for like a second. And I would have been like, cool. They're like referencing them because they're there. But like they really didn't even say anything. Yeah. Like if there's an Easter egg we missed, please let us know. Like I, I really didn't see anything that I thought. But yeah, I feel like even if they had had a couple pointless, even pointless cameos would have been right. great That's, or yeah. something just to kind of be like, yo, or honestly, lie and just call the next one your hundredth episode. <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, no one's know. Uh, you know, omit the pilot or omit like whatever the yeah, first, yeah, yeah. like, because for me, I mean, I if just, you omit yeah. an entire, like if you omit all of Roanoke, which everybody hated, then you Yo, have like seven. That's a low blow. <laughs> you have like seven episodes to low come back blow. from. <laughs> um, all right. Are you ready to get into a recap roundups? Let's do it. Recap roundups. 
best, best moment. moment. So what was your best moment? My best moment was Dee Dee the Executioner. Yes, yeah. I loved it. When she did her reveal, I got all my life. But what I liked about it, and this is like a very specific thing, is that they didn't make me think of her at all in the yeah. episode. Yeah. I love the you fact forget because about her. I love her as a character. I'm surprised I wasn't waiting for her the whole time. So to completely forget about her shows that it was a good episode. And then to have her, and I always, you know me, we've watched many things together. Yeah. I book things from a mile away. I did not see that coming. I thought Ramir, I thought it would have been Richard. Ramirez, yeah. So when it was her, I was getting my best life. That yeah. was for sure my best moment. That was a good one. Um, my best moment is going to go to Montana and Xavier just having their, living their best undead life, just killing people left, right, and center. As B-list celebrities. Yeah, they like were I said, having they, a great time. Their names aren't spray painted on cottages. This is true. But yeah, definitely fun to watch Montana. I love I love Billy Lord. Like I said, I've been saying that this entire se- season and any season that she's been in, I just love watching her. And watching her in this role has just been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I, I definitely am a fan of her as well. I'm not going to lie. I have a thing with um, like his scars from being burned. Yeah, so the yeah, fact yeah. that they were gone, I was like, thank God, because it's really hard for me to watch. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, people have different things that make them uneasy. That's yeah. one of the things that I find can be hard. And they were so fresh and nasty. Yeah. So I'm glad that he got his pretty face back. He got cleaned up, yeah. WTF moment. What was your WTF moment? Okay, let's talk about Jingles brings the baby to his sister-in-law. She opens the door and basically within two seconds, they're like, she's like, yo, sister? No, no, sister's dead. She's like, oh no. Doesn't shed a single tear. (laughs) And then says, he's like, I must go. Darkness follows me. She's like, but if you, or tell him I love him more than anything. She's like, but if you love him, why are you leaving? leaving? The man just said your sister's dead. You're not even crying. Don't you want to know, did he kill your sister? Did someone... (laughs) He doesn't look at her and say, they will always find me. Too much so my WTF yeah. moment was, girl, your sister just died. Like, do what I would want my sister to do. Throw yourself on the damn floor and wail over that <laughs> baby. Like, give her the respect she deserves. I was very, just that was That's my true. WTF moment. And it's funny that, you know, like, now that you're mentioning it, the his wife, who was like, we all went up to Alaska to change our lives. Like, you were a murderer. I was a prostitute. I'm like, are you telling me that, like, she brought her sister up to Alaska to live her best life as well? Like, Or was her sister did? there? And her sister was like, don't be a prostitute. Yeah. Move to Alaska. And she <laughs> was like, I'm on my way. Let me just snag me a serial killer first. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but I've seen a lot of people find out a relative is dead. And her tears were not there. And I'm going to circle back to this after. But okay. just remember I said that. <laughs> My WTF moment was finding out that Trevor was still alive because I was 99% positive that was the last Daddy time we were going to see him. But Daddy D came back. I got a little bit of hope that we just might see a quick shot We just of might it. see something, but I don't know. It'll be... I would love... Here's the thing with Trevor. I would love to see him end up back at Redwood, dying in Redwood, and then him and Montana like fuck for all eternity. Yes. Into it. And maybe Xavier if he's born. If he's born. <laughs> MVP. Who's your MVP? Brooke. All day, all night. True, Listen, true, true. She is the mortal out here and has now officially dodged the death sentence. Like, like you can't get any better than that. Like, honest to God, like 
only a white woman in a horror film could survive that much and <laughs> still somehow manage to turn out alive. I know. Like, literally, I can't even. Like, I, she deserves it. She deserves it. And she didn't even sell her soul to the devil. She was like, screw it, kill me. And then still gives him the finger behind her back while she's walking yeah. to her death as if, what's the security guard going to do? Her her hands are cuffed back there. Yeah. Gives him the finger and she still manages to walk out unscathed. Meanwhile, it took the devil like two years to even real like anyways, to even don't get, even get me started. Yeah, that's true. My MVP is gonna go to Jingles, and this is because he, outside of the fact that he had to get pulled back into all of that shit, he was out here trying to live his literal best life in Alaska. Like he got he went and got a job at a video store. Like he was learning about like be kind rewinding. Like he changed the like the world of VHS tapes <laughs> being rewound. Like he 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 made a difference. And uh, no, I just feel bad for his character 100%. Like from what we know of him now versus what we knew of him back then and pegged him as that murderer crazy person, like night and day. So I am sad that he's having to go back to Redwood, but hopefully he gets a nice little final storyline. His love is gone. And when your love is gone, what is, what's left? Nothing. Just killing everybody. LVP. Who's your MVP? Okay. I'm torn between Richard and Chet's tears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Now, first of all, Richard, you literally sat in jail for how many years? Brooke survived the death sentence and survived all those killings. You're literally a serial killer who knows the devil on a first name basis, and you literally can't think to go, please let me out. And yeah. I'd like to point out, the devil didn't even exchange words with him. The devil was like, okay, here if you, go. you say so. So, Richard, you could have done that years ago. You could have taken care of this. Like, what were you doing up in there waiting for a sign while getting yourself some girlfriend? It made no sense. Secondly, chat, you're that angry. She killed you. Do you know what it's like to feel every ounce of your body yeah. gasping for oxygen? Well, I don't know. Did you run out of tears? Because <laughs> a, I think it was two episodes ago or a couple podcasts ago yeah. when you and MB were talking, you had talked about hating his acting. Yeah. I have been looking for it and don't do not agree with you. Oh. I did not see it. I was like, he's doing his job. Like, yeah, I'm not going to say he's up for an Oscar, but he's doing his job. This episode, I was like, bro, this woman basically got you in a boat, took you out, slapped you with an oar, and threw you to the bottom of the water. And you can't shed one tear or look more angry. Your face should be a bit more red See? or you should be running out there. Instead, he's like, saying. he's like, uh, he looked like he stubbed his toe. He's like, like affected. Like, he's just like, I just, I couldn't. Affected with an name. So Richard and Chat, they're getting LVP for me for their uselessness. Yeah, I agree. And I'm telling you, like, Gus Kenworthy, man. I also, <laughs> I also think, right no, but I do also think, though, that we now know that Chet's acting coach is Jingle's sister-in-law. Because <laughs> neither of them could shed a genuine tear they're to like, save their life. Don't feel it. So Just hold it in. They're like, if you squint, it will mimic. Like sadness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My LVP is going to go to Trevor. As much as he was my WTF moment as well, it was also like, what did you do this... All these years, you knew you were living with a literal murderer and you did shit all. And now you're letting her go back. Like, it's just, he he had so much promise as a character being this like noble character. I'm going to do all these things. And then he just fizzled into this like fuck boy and who like snorts cocaine and has a flaccid penis and flaccid gigantic penis. Like, I just feel like he's been a useless character and I don't know why 
they put him in the show. If I, <laughs> what are you doing here? If someone called my penis dead weight, Ooh. I think that would be all I needed to hear to like get my life in order. Yeah. However, <laughs> while he's trying to seem like he's having some recent bout of like consciousness, bro, you're like having a coke rage. Like you're not <laughs> that affected by Brooke being wrongfully accused. Right. You're just having coke rage. Like you chill out. Chill. Chill. Relax. The, the best, best line. line. What was your best line? Okay, best is like a term. Uh, my line that I'm going to say is the be kind rewind. Yeah. Like we needed the origin of that saying. <laughs> it felt like a slapstick joke of like, <laughs> I just was like, that was the one line that jumped out at me that I was like, they're really going to take, like, we have only a certain amount of episodes left. We have only a certain amount of dialogue and you're going to use this moment to make us think that Mr. Jingles is the be kind rewind. Like inventor. Inventor. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Like, that's that's my best that WTF line. Yeah. I'm going to combine it all. All together. Um, I have a couple. Um, one of them is from Margaret, and she says, I can't change what happened there, but you know what makes Strawn... Uh, is it Spawn or Strawn? Spawn? Spawn Ranch. Know. It's the one that like all the Manson murders were, happened. Uh, she says... But do you know what makes Spawn Ranch better? Spawn Ranch with a Ferris wheel. <laughs> I just thought it was like a fun line. And the second line is uh, the, when the priest is talking to Brooke as she's going down exe- Executioner's Row. And he says, God wants to save every soul, even yours. And she goes, fuck that guy. <laughs> and I was like, feels. Feels, girl. I mean, in fairness, she's on death row, and the only person that's like, I'll save your life is the devil. Like a Satan. So, as much yeah. as she doesn't want to mess with the devil, I also see why she was like, fuck that guy. Yeah, like, legit. Look at her life. And, like, before we finally finish that off, it's very interesting that we're talking about, like, Ramirez and Brooke because they were, like, mortal enemies from the beginning, but now they're both out and going to be in the next episode going to the exact same place. Do you think he's going to be, like, tip of the hat, like, respect, girl, like, you made it out by yourself? Or is he going to be like, fuck, I got to kill this girl. God damn it. Like, what am I going to do with you? I think he'll probably respect her. He seems to have... I I know this is going to sound you know, weird, but he seems to have this weird respect for killers and people with yeah. darkness in them. And so I, I kind of see that he's going to respect her. There's a bigger question I have about Brooke that I need to know. And if anybody listening has an opinion, please comment, which is Brooke is, is Montana going to realize that Brooke didn't sleep with her brother when she finds out that she slept with Ray? Oh, is that why that uh, happened? There's a million uh, ways she could have discovered he was a ghost. Yeah, but she specifically made a point to tell Ray that he took his virginity. Yeah, like, yeah. Is Montana gonna try and kill Brooke, and Ray's gonna be like, "She's not lying. I know because I, I did. did her. My I ghost did." Her. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? That for me, that's the one question I keep waiting to see. Yeah. If it's all gonna lead to that between her and Montana, because I just need to. Right. That being said, good point. The point that. Now that you're mentioning it, and we didn't didn't mention it last episode, but they always make the whole, you know, that whole idea of the virgin being the one that never dies. Because, like, back in the 70s, they used to say that horror movies were, like, a, like, reflection of society. And it was supposed to show that if you did bad things, like, have sex before marriage, like, you died. Versus the virgins who stayed alive because they were, like, pure and, like, followed all the rules. Does this still make her, now that she got fucked by a ghost, is she like, 
Is she a virgin? Which brings up a deeper question. If you get fucked by a ghost, did you really get fucked at all? Mm, man, these are all philosophical questions that you We're guys dropping a lot of need to bombs. comment down below and let us know what you think. But I do think that because he technically pops her cherry, that now she's like now touched, which means she is now up for grabs in terms of murder. I don't know. We'll see. She does get away from death one more time, like Jesus, again. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that trope as well. We will see. We will see. That is the end of the podcast, guys. Really quickly on our announcement that I mentioned earlier in the episode or in the podcast is we have our contest going right now. So if you leave us a review at Recap Rewind on iTunes, you'll enter into a contest for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket. And all you need to do to enter is just rate and comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in the draw and the draw or the contest ends on December 11th. And we'll draw one person's name and they're going to win it. So enter. I'm going to take this time to thank our patrons of the episode, our Rewinder squad. We got White and then our Lit Rewinders, Tina Ann, Sarge, Serena, Soleil, and Kate. And our Mommy Rewinders, Becca, Sarah, Tamla, and Grace. If you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. If you join, you'll get access to all things Recap Rewind, exclusive contests, content, and updates. And that's it. A big thank you to Rob for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Much appreciated. We miss you, MB. Uh, Yes, we do. And also make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. And make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, following, reviewing, and commenting to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks for listening. Bye.